Hey, it's the Blue Line Brief. I'm Steve Titchener here with Devils announcer Matt Lachlan, who's down in Raleigh, North Carolina, because the Devils move on. And Matt, I heard the call, the excitement at the Rock. I got to say, I was a little nervous because the Rangers played a good game six at the Garden, and you thought, okay, you know, looked like the Devils, you know, this was their series. However, you know, they struggled in the first two games, and maybe this can bite them if the Rangers can steal it, a game seven, but it wasn't to be. I mean, the Rangers uh, were flat. The Devils, give credit to the Devils, they played a great game. They played great defensively, Matt, and uh, shut out the Rangers. Uh, a great, great story for the Devils here in the first round, uh, beating the, the team across the Hudson and now they move on to Raleigh. So how exciting was Game 7? Well, you're playing your arch rival. It's survive and advance or lose and go home. So everything is really on the line. I would imagine the only thing that could match it is if it was for the Stanley Cup championship, as it was in 2003 when the Devils defeated Anaheim. I did not call that game. I was in attendance. And so from a personal professional standpoint, calling it, was incredibly exciting and yeah it's on the edge of your seat it was scoreless halfway through the game you don't know which way it's going the rangers are on a power play the devil scores shorthanded yeah. and that propels them to the victory so just incredible and just incredible the first goal was a shorthanded goal for the devils and just like kind of set the tone it was downhill from there and the the, 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 the devils kept pressing and the rangers didn't have an answer Looked a little run down. It uh, they just didn't really respond well in Game Seven because um, I know a lot of you know you, you know in this area you got a lot of Ranger fans that are friends, and they're down feeling that they um, you know they didn't really respond in in, the, in a big spot there. But you know what, the Devils were pressing them all series, Matt, and it's there's no surprise there at all. The Devils' speed was by far their biggest attribute, and I think that's why it looked like the Rangers slowed down and had no response. They just weren't nearly as fast, and so the Devils controlled the pace. They controlled the puck, and they really knew from early in the series that what fueled the Rangers was the power play because, obviously, there's one less player on the ice, and so they can move the puck around, and speed is not nearly as much of a factor as it is when you're skating five-on-five. And so the Rangers score for the first seven times they have the man advantage and they go on to a two games to none lead which really makes last night's win even more incredible the devils won four out of the last five games after losing home ice advantage in the first two and so by staying out of the box they just played to their strength and they were able to attack the rangers weakness so i think that's why it looked like they were slow and had no answer because at five on five they could not find any room and then when they did the goaltender, Akira Schmidt, came up huge. He sure did. And so I'm, I'm assuming they're going to ride him in Carolina, Matt. I think that that is a very good assumption, and I'm <laughs> chuckling because Lindy Ruff never talks about goalies, but there is no circumstance under which I can see him going back to Vitek Vanacek, which is not to say that Vanacek will not see some time as the Devils move on. Maybe not in this series if the Devils are fortunate enough to win it, maybe in the third round. Not that he would start, but I think that he will be an option should the Devils need him. But for now, it's Akira Schmidt's net. And let's talk about the Hurricanes, Matt. You said they're banged up, but they got past the Islanders. Um, they're home. Uh, they're the first seed here. Um, they've got um, 
They got Sebastian Ajo, I'll tell you that. Uh, so they got a young, dynamic player just like the Devils have in Jack Hughes. And they're, um, you know, they're playing well enough uh, to win, that's for sure. So uh, what do you, what do you, how do you size up this series? It's really tight. Well, at this point, Ajo has put his team on his back with the absence of uh, some key players, Andre Svechnikov among them for Carolina. They have... They're always limited offensively, but they even have more limitations. But Ajo's been dramatically very good for them. And so, yes, they, they're still a threat. They are a good defensive team. And that got lost this year because they're kind of young and they've got some players who are very skilled. And, and you kind of view them as a version of the Devils. And I guess in some extent, or to some extent, they are because of their youth and in some of their talent, but they're not nearly as offensively minded as the Devils can be. They shut you down defensively, so that doesn't that doesn't go away just because players are hurt. Uh, your offensive stars. That being said, I think that the Devils' speed overall is better. I think that the Devils at this point goaltending. Don't know if Schmidt can continue it, but he shows no sign of abating. So I, I think that that's where an advantage to the Devils is in the confidence now, having been there. This is a Carolina team that's been around the block a few times, been to the postseason five straight years under Rod Brindamore. They understand what it's like. The Devils learned those lessons in this series against the Rangers. Carolina finished ahead of them in the uh, division. Uh, they had the second-best record in the league. The Devils had third-best record in the league. There's not much that separates the two. And then let's talk about in goal for uh, the Hurricanes. You've got the old standby, Frederick Anderson, but then you got Ranta, too. So who do they, who do they run with? I think they're going to start with Anderson, and quite frankly, Rod Brindamore may have announced that, and I just didn't see it. We'll, I'll know more when we have the morning skates tomorrow. I think he will go with Anderson, who won the sixth game against the New York Islanders to put them into the second round. Uh, Ronta was their answer early in the series, but Anderson wasn't available for some mysterious reason. Uh, you know, he, he didn't play a lot this year. Uh, he can be very good, but he can be very inconsistent. Ronta's got some injury situations in his history that makes you wonder whether or not he can be the guy you depend on. So I think there are some questions there for Carolina. But right now, I think it's Freddie Anderson who will start in game one. So it goes down Wednesday night in Carolina. It's going to be a fun one. And let's talk about the Bruins, Matt. My goodness. You know, Carter Verhage with the overtime goal, but they give up the the the, uh, the, the equalizer with less than a minute left. And, oh, my God, what a collapse by the Bruins. Was it, you know, Linus Allmark injury? Was that kind of what did them in, Matt? Well, that's the report, right? But my question is, why did you play him for six games? Because he was completely off mm -hmm. his game. Yeah. Uh, and if he was good enough to start in six, uh, why not seven? And if you knew he was hurt, why didn't you get Swayman in one game there somewhere along the line? You know, you had a three games to one lead. If Olmark is really that hurt, and I know you don't want to break momentum. I'm, I'm not saying in playoffs you ever have house money although that's the term Jack Hughes used yesterday before Game 7, that no one expected the Devils to get there, and mm -hmm. this is the first step in the journey, and so they're playing with house money, so why not have some fun? But I, I don't know that you ever kind of spit in the face of karma. So at 3-1, I could understand why Jim Montgomery wasn't going to change goalies just 
in case type of thing. But he he left Swayman out there with having no start in almost two weeks in the critical game, and you know it wasn't that he was bad. It just it I, I think it it rolled the confidence level down a notch or two for Boston when they didn't have their number one guy there. But let, let's be honest. You should be able to protect a one-goal lead in the final minute of play with everything on the line. You're a championship aspiration team. You had a historic year. Uh, there's no reason why you can't protect that lead. And then uh, to give it up in overtime, well, they just made so many mistakes. They were so tight. Uh, a shocking result. But as we record this, Florida's leading Toronto one nothing after one. So maybe it's a little juju. On the Florida Panthers side, maybe they got a little. They're on a hot streak there, but uh, it does. Let's get way ahead of ourselves here and just say that it does get set up well for the Devils. You know, the, the Panthers take care of the Bruins there, and now uh, the possibility if they can get past the Hurricanes. Uh, but then you got uh, the Maple Leafs there, who are playing. They're playing very well too, Matt. I, I think they might be the most dangerous team right now because they've got in the East because they've got the monkey off their back. They finally got past Tampa. They're in the second round for the first time in 20 years. Of course, they missed the playoffs 10 of those years, so let's put that in perspective. But, yeah, they, they hadn't been able to get out of the first round, and they finally got that off their back. So I, I do think they might be the most dangerous team. But the fact of the matter is I think every team that was in the playoffs in the East, the other seven teams, when they entered, they thought, okay, let's see how far this goes. The best we can do would be, or at least the fans thought this. Players are always optimistic. Fans thought, okay, the best we can do is to get to the Eastern Conference Final. Boston is this beast. I don't know how you can beat them. They've got it all, goaltending, defense, offense, depth. So let's get to the Eastern Conference Final. We'll lose to Boston. It'll be a successful season. Once the Bruins went out, everyone went, oh, this is our chance. And so it is more wide open. Uh, it's just only one team's going to come out of there and go to the Stanley Cup Final. But I do think it put a little wind in the sails, at least of the fan base of the teams, the four teams that remain. I will dig into the West in those series, certainly uh, later on in the Stanley Cup playoffs. But Stars cracking, Golden Knights and the Oilers. Is there, is there anybody you're feeling there early on, Matt, as, like a, as, a, as a strong contender? I like the Oilers. I think they're an exciting team. Well, they might be a team in a way like Toronto, right? They haven't been able to get very far uh, overall in general. Uh, under Connor McDavid, they seem to uh, have found their stride a little bit. But they gave up goals to Los Angeles that made you wonder, like, do you really know what it takes to, to lock uh, lock a series down? So I, I agree they, they've got something intriguing. They're so dynamic up front with McDavid and Dreisaitl and a couple of their running mates. I think Dallas, though, right now mm -hmm. is the team that's the class of the West and maybe of the eight teams remaining uh, simply because they have goaltending. Jake Ottinger right now, in my mind, is the best goaltender going. And that's no knock, say, on the Devils' Akira Schmidt, who has two shutouts uh, in his five-game appearance. I mean, he only gave up one goal in two other games. So he's been brilliant. But Ottinger's got a little bit more of a track record, and he's hitting on all cylinders. So right now, I keep my eye on the Dallas Stars out west, and then who knows what happens. Should they make the final who they play? Very good. And you've liked them early, and you were talking about them last week as well. So are you? I'm hearing music in the background. Are you at the arena, Matt? Uh, actually, no. Believe it or not, I'm, I'm on uh, the rooftop of the hotel we're staying at. I was in the, in the fitness room about All to right. hop on 
the bike and then I moved outside. But yeah, there's a little music playing uh, in the background as the sun sets here in Raleigh and the breeze kicks up. It gets a little chilly. I'll be happy to get on uh, on the bike and do a little there workout. There you go. Get a little workout in. All right. So it goes down tomorrow night, Wednesday, uh, New Jersey Devils and the Carolina Hurricanes. So it's going to be an exciting series. We're all fired up here in Jersey. Devils fans are really rallied up here, uh, Matt. So uh, exciting to cover this. And we're going to cover the whole Stanley Cup playoffs just like we did last year. It's the Blue Line Brief. It's on moresportsnow.com. We also are on Spotify. We're on Stitcher. Uh, we're on iTunes and all the other places where you find uh, uh, your podcasts. So, uh, and check out the site, moresportsnow.com as well. So I'm Steve Titchener with Matt Lachlan in Raleigh. And we're going to do the whole Stanley Cup playoffs. Thanks, Matt. All right, Steve.